was told Abraham has aligned him, aligned itself with Ephraim, but the hearts of Ahaz and his people were shaken, as the trees of the forest were shaken by the wind. And the Lord said to Isaiah, Go out, you and your son, Jashir, Jehoshaphat, to meet Ahaz at the end of the aqueduct of the upper pool on the road to the launderer's field. Say to him, Be careful, keep calm, and don't be afraid. Not lose heart because of these two smoldering stubs of firewood, because of the fierce anger of Horizon and Aram, the son of Remelah. Aram, Ephraim, and Remelah's son have plotted to ruin things in vain, Judah. Let's tear us apart and divide it among ourselves, and make the son of Tebor king over it. This Psalm 1 says, It will not take place, it will not happen, for the head of Abraham is Damascus, and the head of Damascus is only risen. In 65 years, Ephraim will be Jewish to be a people. The head of Ephraim is Samaria, and the head of Samaria is only Remelah's son. If you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. And the Lord spoke to Ahaz, asked the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or in the highest heights. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Here now, you house of David, it is not enough to try the patience of humans, but you try the patience of my God also. Isaiah 7, 1 through 13. So as you can see, the kingdom of Judah is under attack from the kingdom of Israel and the kingdom of Abraham. God has told the king of Judah to the prophet Isaiah that Judah will not fail, fall to either the kingdom of Israel or the kingdom of Abraham. What occurs next is one of the only two places in the scripture where God asks someone to put him to the test. The other uh, being in Malachi dealing with tithes and offerings. Here the king of Judah, Ahaz, refuses to ask God for a sign because he claims he does not want to put Like all biblical prophecies, this sign had both the immediate 
on activities like Christmas, where sorcerers who interpret omens sign to gain power. There are many theories about the often the ethnicity and background of these men from beings, but there's one thing we know for sure they were not Jews, they were Gentiles. For centuries, people assumed that the Savior would come specifically to deliver the Jews, God's chosen people. It's a reasonable assumption because they were constantly persecuted by surrounding Gentile nations who worshipped false gods. If the one true God was coming to earth to establish his eternal kingdom, surely it was for the sake of the Jews. But when God reveals the significance of Jesus' birth to the Magi, we get our first tangible glimpse of his desire to reconcile the entire world, no matter our background or depth or, or depth of depravity. This is an important moment, especially for those who are not of Jewish descent. While Jesus was born with a pure Jewish lineage and certainly came to redeem the ones he had chosen from the start, and also came to bring all people back into a relationship with their Creator. In Acts 15, the Apostle Paul acknowledges that the Holy Spirit no longer distinguishes between Jews and Gentiles. Anyone who has faith in Jesus has become a chosen child of God. Paul goes further in Colossians 3, saying, Here there is not Greek and Jew circumcised, circumcised barbarians, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Jesus made it clear in the Great Commission that he desired all nations to know 